Hollow Mountain Publishing presents My Castle, Book Two of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 5. Back at the Lodge. What the heck happened to your face? Katie couldn't stop staring at Tyler's bruised features. The whole side of his face had a blue-grayish look, his eye half-closed from the swelling. I fell. You fell? Katie stepped closer. When? I just saw you last night. You didn't look like crap then. Tyler shrugged. After the meeting, Katie couldn't keep her eyes off the bruises. She stepped closer, noticing the bruises looked days old. The lion's spirit was helping him heal quickly. Still, the bruising was extensive. She gave Tyler a thorough looking over. When she first got to know Tyler, he had an endearing, cocky, devil-may-care attitude. He always had a hatched look about him. He was taking care of himself instead of being taken care of. When he became a part of her team, his confidence had grown. Looking at him now, he no longer had the confidence or the attitude. Katie studied him. He looked down, not holding eye contact with her. One of the seekers picked up the chair David had broken. A piece fell to the floor making a loud crash. Tyler jumped, his eyes darting around the room. He looked scared. He turned back towards her. His eyes met her briefly before looking back down. She took another step towards him. What's going on, Tyler? She spoke privately with her thoughts. Tyler glanced around quickly, his eyes returning to hers. He reached out, grabbing her hand. He appeared to be pleading. I see you're not satisfied with dangling two guys on your little string. You have to have my boyfriend as well. Tyler quickly dropped her hand as Katie turned to the sound of Lizzie's voice. What? she said distractedly. She turned back towards Tyler. He quickly turned and walked to the far side of the room. He was staring out of the window as if something truly fascinated him. You don't see anything wrong holding hands with my boyfriend, Lizzie said. Watch out, girls. Katie won't be satisfied until every guy here is madly in love with her. She craves the attention. Katie had no idea where the attack from Lizzie was coming from. I don't crave attention, she said in self-defense. You are the reason we broke up. My best friend couldn't stand a guy not liking her and had to go after him. Katie frowned. She had no idea why Tyler and Lizzie broke up. If she remembered right, there seemed to be problems on prom night. They all got together to save Jackson. She looked towards Tyler, his back still turned, steadfastly looking out the window. I'm bonded with him, 
Lizzie said with a sneer, her face looking ugly. I can feel his emotions, his concern, his love. Katie kept watching Tyler's back. His head drooped down. His eyes remained staring at the floor. His posture was in a defeated gesture. She wasn't bonded with him, but instinctively knew just how embarrassed he was. Tyler was a loner. He didn't like drawing attention to himself, and he didn't like the type of dramatic display Lizzie was showing in front of everyone. She looked towards her friend. One thing became very clear in Katie's mind. Lizzie didn't care for Tyler. Somewhere along the way, Tyler had become a possession to her, and he didn't deserve to be treated this way, she decided. Lizzie, why don't you shut the hell up? She walked past Lizzie, bumping her shoulder with her friend. She glanced around the room, doing a mental head count. Jackson, David, and Candy were still not there. Reaching out with her mind, Candy, Jackson, where are you? I'm at the gate, but we've got problems. Jackson immediately answered. She inwardly groaned. What is it? The sheriff's here, wanting to arrest me for trespassing. Jackson's thoughts registered with a soft chuckle. I believe I can take him down. Katie couldn't help grinning at Jackson's remark. Looking at the crowd of teenagers, she immediately frowned. Do we need to clear out of here? Yes. Katie raised her hand to the crowd. An immediate hush descended throughout the group. Training session is over, guys. Apparently the sheriff is at the gate wanting to arrest anyone on the premises. There was a slight pause as everyone registered what Katie said. A mad dash to the door as everyone cleared the room. Lizzie stopped by the front door and waited a couple of seconds. Tyler, are you coming? Katie glanced towards Lizzie, then back at Tyler. He was sitting on the windowsill, his arms folded in a mutinous fashion. I'll take Tyler home. Lizzie frowned. So you are stealing my boyfriend. No, I'm taking home a friend who prefers to be with me over you, Katie replied. Lizzie's eyes filled with anger and something else Katie couldn't put her finger on. Fear? She turned and left the room. Katie looked back towards Tyler. His grin looked clownish in a swollen and bruised face. She grinned towards him. Now, are you going to tell me what really happened to you? The grin vanished, replaced with a serious, scared look. He unfolded his arms, resting his hands on the windowsill. He stared at her for a moment before cautiously getting up and walking towards her, reaching over and grabbing her hand, still not saying anything, his eyes desperately searching hers. What is it, Tyler? What are you trying to tell me? He sighed, letting go of her hand in a defeated gesture. Is everyone cleared out of the lodge? Jackson broke into Katie's concentration. The sheriff is on his way up. He seems to think the place has been destroyed by a teenage party. Tyler quickly glanced around the room and darted for the back door. Katie quickly followed him out, closing the door behind her. Jogging over the lawn, she entered the woods and stood beside Tyler. He stooped, quietly viewing the lodge. It looks like 
We are going to have to find another accommodation. Tyler grinned back at her, returning his attention back to the lodge. I know you know how to talk, she stated in an exaggerated whisper. I've seen you do it a number of times. Tyler turned to her, putting a finger towards his lips. Oh, come on. The sheriff can't hear his way out here. I bet he won't even look out the back door. Apparently, I can do more than that, Miss Johnson. Katie turned startled eyes towards the aggravated voice. Sheriff Tate stood over them, his hands on his hips, a smirk on his features. My guess is you don't have a note you can produce this time around for having your little get-together on someone else's property. Katie could only gape at the sheriff as he gestured for them to precede him to his car. Walking around the lodge, she spotted Jackson in the back seat, a dumbfounded look on his face. I gave you plenty of warning. His thoughts rang out accusingly. You should have been halfway across the state by now. I don't know how he found us, Katie shot back with her thoughts. When you run out the front door in front of the guy, he's going to give chase and find you. Jackson's thoughts and emotions had an exasperated edge to them. We didn't run out the front, we ran out the back. Jackson shook his head. I saw you and Tyler run out the front door and run towards the back. The sheriff opened the back door. Katie edged in the middle of the seat beside Jackson while Tyler sat down on her other side. I wonder how much this is going to cost me. Katie couldn't help but remember the substantial citation the sheriff gave her for wrecking her car a couple of months ago. Don't worry. My dad will get us out of this, Jackson said confidently through his thoughts. At the moment, I can do no wrong in his eyes. Katie grinned towards him. I wonder where Candy and David are. They seem to be extremely late. I hope the sheriff hadn't already found them. Jackson stiffened beside her. Why would David come? His thoughts, cautious. Katie turned her head towards him, feeling his uneasy emotions. Because David is turning into a werecat. Jackson closed his eyes for a moment and quietly stared out the window. Were you with him? His emotions seemed to have vanished. Katie nodded. She no longer could feel Jackson's emotions or tell what he thought. What cat is he turning into? The thought came quietly in her mind as if he was afraid of the answer. The great white tiger. Jackson looked towards her intently before turning and facing the window, not saying another word. Katie sat watching Jackson a few moments before giving Tyler a quick glance. He gave her a comical wink, then reached over and grabbed her hand in his. The touch comforted her. She felt Jackson's glance. He, too, reached for her other hand and grasped it with both his hands. This is going to be a bumpy ride, Miss Johnson. I hope we survive. Katie squeezed his hand with hers. She reached out to Candy with her mind. Candy, I'm not sure you're aware of this, but Jackson, Tyler, and I have been arrested for trespassing. Don't worry, we're on our way. I got it under control, I think. Katie gave Jackson a quick glance. His eyebrows were raised in a questioning manner. She felt Tyler's chuckle beside her. 
Well, just as long as you have it all under control. We're heading up the drive now. All three heads swiveled around back to watch David's Jeep pull into view. He was followed by a gray Mercedes. A tall man stepped out of the expensive car. He straightened himself and meticulously pulled at his expensive suit. Walking with an air of confidence, he strode swiftly towards the hunting lodge. Katie watched him go, wondering who he was. Candy had jumped out of the jeep and followed the tall man into the lodge. David gave Katie a grin and a quick salute before following Candy. I wonder what's going on. Jackson sighed. Why don't you go in there and find out? Tyler chuckled again and squeezed her hand. Oh, sorry, she said with a grin. She reached out into Candy's mind. She felt Jackson's presence in her own mind. He could hear what was being said, but couldn't see. Candy was standing in the middle of the lodge, facing the sheriff. There has been some considerable damage done to the place, the sheriff said. Candy glanced around. The large room was clean and polished. Katie couldn't see anything wrong with the room. Sheriff, let me assure you, I gave permission for Candace and her friends to be here. I am the one who gave her the security code. The tall man spoke. His attitude and demeanor, Katie could only describe as snobby. Last night, we received a call from the Franklins, stating kids were having parties here and caused considerable damage. The sheriff said stiffly, We have had problems with this gang of kids before. Katie couldn't help giggle as she looked towards Tyler. The sheriff is calling us a gang. That may or may not be the case, Sheriff. As for right now, Candace and her friends were given permission to come up here. They should not be subjected to this type of treatment. Oh, yeah. This guy is a first-class snob, Katie said with a grin. She quickly relayed to Tyler what was being said. What about the damage done to the furniture? Someone is responsible for paying for damages. The sheriff pointed to the broken chair. Candy glanced towards the piece of furniture. Katie could feel her surprise and bewilderment. David cleared his throat, stepping forward. Sheriff, I broke the chair. You? Tate said in surprise. You were here? Yes, David shrugged apologetically. The sheriff zeroed in on David. What were you kids doing here? Candy was watching David closely. Katie could see David was at a loss for words. Eventually, he shrugged, hanging out. The sheriff stood quietly, staring at David. A couple of months ago, you were all fired up, wanted to know what these kids were up to. Now, it appears you're one of them. David looked down guiltily and then back up. It isn't what we thought, sheriff. The sheriff stared hard at David for a couple of moments. I never thought David Black would be involved in this type of activity. What sort of activity are you talking about, Sheriff? The snotty man said with a sniff, Do you see any evidence of an actual party? Are there beer cans and drug paraphernalia lying around the place? Are the trash cans filled with any evidence of illegal activity? 
The sheriff shook his head. If I get another call about teenagers making this place or any other a hangout, I'm not only arresting them, but charging them with every single charge I can think of. He's letting us go. Can you try and act repentant when he comes out? Jackson said softly. Katie quickly lowered her eyes. As the sheriff came into view, he opened the back door. You kids, get out. Katie kept her eyes downcast as she followed Tyler out of the car. If I see any of you kids messing around another place, I'm throwing the book at every one of you. I got my eye on you. You understand? All three teenagers dutifully kept their heads bent, their eyes facing downward, muttering the appropriate responses to the sheriff's tirade. I'm informing each of your parents of the circumstances of finding you here. I will tell them what I'm going to do if I find you here again. Katie nodded, glad her mother already knew the circumstances. She could be completely truthful with her mom. Before the sheriff made them get into their cars and drive away, Katie gave the old hunting lodge one last look. She was going to miss the place. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. I hope you've enjoyed this week's session of My Castle, the second book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, when our imaginations meet again, have a great day.